Live. Welcome into episode 26. Thank you guys for being here with us. We really appreciate it. Right. So I'm officially the worst host ever because I showed up late to the recording and then I somehow managed to lock myself in Adam's garage. <laughs> I still don't really know how that one happened. I'm not sure how that happened either. But, but thankfully, good Ryan thing. came to my rescue. I was like, I answered my phone. Yeah. yeah, well, I appreciate that. Funny so. you called Ryan and not me, <laughs> yeah. actually. I've well, I thought about that question of who would I you know, get to save my me and my children out of a ravine, and it was Ryan, so yeah, I had so to go back to that. Yeah. Well, there's something going on at this house tonight because when I walked up to the front door, Lance, uh, I knocked, uh, <laughs> rang the doorbell. <laughs> And no I waited out in the freezing cold, and nobody ever came to get me. I finally had to call Adam uh, to let me in. And in the calmest voice ever, you said, I would like to come in. <laughs> <laughs> Please, sir. I just wanted to get right to the point. Yeah, I said, where are you? <laughs> but in any event, we're all here, and as you all can hear, I've got Ryan to my left, Adam across the table, and Kyle on my right, and I'm your host for today, Lance. The coup is in full effect. It's full effect. Trying to take over the hosting duties here. Don't, oh, no, tones. please don't do it. <laughs> oh, no. He's, <laughs> he's begging for his position. So coming so, up shortly, guys, we will continue part two of our interview with uh, Three Doors Down guitarist Chet Roberts, but we have a little bit of business to attend to first. Now, you guys may recall that a couple episodes back, we um, drew New Year's resolutions uh dirty santa style and we had to actually keep those resolutions for a week or else suffer a punishment uh, from the wheel of water app so today we're actually going to be doing updates on those resolutions now last episode we had chief justice roberts rule on adam's resolution which he ruled that he broke his no tv resolution so still not sure how he was qualified to make that <laughs> yeah. decision I, what i love is that adam is still fighting He's, the ruling he, yes. he doesn't see it behind the scenes for the listeners there's I'm, been a staunch <laughs> battle via the i maintain my innocence i never turned the tv on that's what i'd say if i did it too <laughs> He's been on death row, and he's pleading with anybody that'll hear him. I didn't do it. Well, at some point, you give in, and I've given in. I, I, I will accept the the, uh, the will of water. So, yeah, we'll be doing that in a little bit, and those videos will be coming out on our Facebook and Instagram page. So if you don't already follow us at Common Pod, go ahead and do that now. And also, please hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any future episodes. And while you're there, you can leave a review. Yeah, yeah. that would be wonderful as well. So... You know, we've we've got on to Adam enough. So, in addition, Ryan, you had no audio for a week. And um, I think you did pretty well with that. But you want to give us an update and, and let us know how that went? So I think we need truth. to uh, officially announce that there was a behind-the-scenes trade after that episode. Yeah, we never yep. brought that. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. So, I guess the story is I started thinking about the Titans, their playoff run. Mm-hmm. And I just had a feeling that something good could happen there. Boy, so you were right. I was right. And so before the Titans even played the first round, I made a trade offer to Adam uh, for no audio. And knowing that he hated no audio, I knew he would fall right into my trap, <laughs> which he did. So, uh, Lance, what was your question? You want me to tell you about how yeah, no audio did you went? Yeah. Did, yeah. Did you, did you, did you uh, achieve it? Well, do you want the good or the bad? Might as well start with the good. Uh, I did achieve it. I can look all of you guys in the eyes. <clears throat> I feel great about my integrity. Uh, I did not listen to any audio, no podcasts, no radio in the car, nothing in the garage. Sounds like pure hell. That <laughs> is pure. That is that is hell. It wasn't fun. Probably not going to do that regularly on my own uh, going forward. But uh, you know what? It wasn't bad. I, I had more time to think. I actually, you know, 
started calling some of my friends. <laughs> That's why you <laughs> called me that way. I, I was so bored. I was calling people and talking Ryan to them. Calling me for something wrong. Oh, so what's the bad part? Well, this uh, I. I'm, He's a week behind on his podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't listened to our podcast. I'm a little bit embarrassed to admit this, and I may have a problem. Y'all can maybe help diagnose me, let me know how bad it really is. But uh, as I'm going through the week, the worst part hits me at a, at a time that I just didn't expect. I pulled up to uh, uh, Planet Fitness, and that's when I realized I was going to have to go into the gym without headphones. Oh, mm. And it was it was a it was a moment. I was mm-hmm. I felt weird, almost like I was walking out in without shorts or a shirt. <laughs> as I felt naked about it, I don't know what my problem was. Why it kind of freaked me out, but it did. And that was honestly the worst part of the entire week. Were you going to do cardio or lift? I was just lifting. Okay, because I was. It, it would be worse cardio, I think. Yeah. So don't they have music playing in the gym lightly, anyways? Yeah, like, but it's garbage. It's like Madonna. Yeah. What's the Monday song she does? Manic Monday. Yeah, and, I, and I'm not Madonna? A, when I'm working out. Is that Madonna? Out, I don't know. I don't think that's Madonna. That's Cindy Lauper. Yeah, yeah. that's got to be. Is yeah. it Manic Monday? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. whatever. That was a pretty obscure song to pull out, yeah. I got to say. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? Manic Popped Monday. I don't know what that says about me. All right, Can't continue, Ryan. I don't know. Well, I mean, that's it. I mean, it's not too too much of a exciting update. I mean, I'm not getting wet. I'm a man of integrity, and I followed through with my commitments. That boy, Ryan. <laughs> Hey, you've got a little bit of you got a little hair up here on your shoulder. That's not from a scarf or anything, is it? <laughs> oh no! I legit just pulled a really yeah, long yeah, hair off it, your yeah. shoulder. Oh, yeah, we were way uh, off. It's by the big band, the Bangles. Ah, the Bangles, of yeah. course. Uh, well, we could, we could probably do a whole episode about our wife's hair, finding it in weird places. Oh yeah, same way. So, I so like, I look like one of Catherine's. So, congratulations, Ryan. Proud of you. Thank yeah. you. So next we go to Kyle and um, Kyle. I'm kind of worried, man, because you posted a video about three days, you know, after you started yours, and you were sweating because you couldn't have a sweet tea with your lunch after three days. So I, I kind of have my doubts that you went through with this. So what- I'm gonna tell you, it was first day. I'm like, hey, this is great. I'll drink some water. And usually midweek, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, one of those days, I'm gonna hit a Chick Fil A and the large sweet tea. How can you usually get a half sweet, half unsweet tea? That was a stark moment when I went through the Chick-fil-A drive-thru and asked for water. I'm not even sure they knew how to handle that in the ring <laughs> They've of never process. Gotten that They're like, before. sir, uh, we didn't get your drink water. It's like, water. Uh, we're not understanding you correctly. They have bottled water there. We get it when we go. Yeah, well, I'm telling you, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a tragedy. But I will say, I did persevere. I made it. I went from, whatever, Sunday to Sunday, I think was my... I determined it was my week. And when I crossed that Sunday threshold, it's not long. Well, I remember that. when we were recording and you had that massive McAllister's sweet tea. Oh, yeah. That 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 was that, that afternoon. Yeah. I made a special trip to McAllister's you, to get a sweet you tea. You probably lost a couple pounds, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's probably I did lose grams weight. of sugar that yeah. you didn't drink. I lost two pounds that week not drinking wow. sugar drinks. Well, yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. I put it back on those. You probably things. got the healthiest of the resolutions. Yes, I did. It was miserable, though. It was a tough. Wednesday on, it was tough. Kyle, good job. Yeah, I made Just it. like me. Yeah. Well, so you sound pretty convincing and everything, right? And you yeah. sound you sound confident. So you sure there's nothing else you want to tell us? No, I made it. So Jessica would have your back on this yeah, and she, everything, she'd right? Yeah, she'd have my back. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. I feel like Lance knows something that we don't know. No, I don't know anything. I was pressing <laughs> yeah. him just to see if no, he had anything. We made it. I was kind of getting nervous. <laughs> yeah. I was sitting here thinking, did I accidentally drink something? <laughs> I wanted to see if I yeah. could wiggle a little bit, but no, I think okay. he actually I did. I think it. I made it. You know, you remember when Babe Ruth called a shot? Yeah. I'm getting ready to call mine. Lance, we're about, what, six, seven weeks from that episode? Mm-hmm. 
Lance has been awfully quiet Very <laughs> about quiet. his resolution. And he stole it from me. Yeah. So There's he was been, enthusiastic about it. So Lance, was, yours was a gratitude journal for seven days. It was. And I have not heard anything about, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this type of talk. Mm-hmm. And we haven't, he, hasn't, he walked into the room tonight late, as he mentioned, and he hasn't mentioned anything about it. So my shot, I'm calling my shot. I'm going to say that Lance is also going to be getting wet. I'm thinking you might be right. So I meant to actually bring the, the gratitude, gratitude journal with me, but I forgot. Oh, of, co- of course you did. Oh. However, um, if you guys remember, during the episode I said that I was not a fan of New, of New Year's resolutions and I just didn't do them, right? You remember that? I remember. Oh, yeah. So it should come as no surprise <laughs> to you that I did not put pen to paper at all. Sweet. <laughs> oh, yes. Didn't do the gratitude journal. Not that I wasn't thankful for anything, because I definitely That's was. That's did you just not have gratitude? I made mental notes, and I was like, I need to write that down. Like, that'll be that'll be going in the gratitude journal. be entry journal. number one. But, uh, yeah, I was going to show you guys, like, a empty journal of, like, day one, nothing. Day two, <laughs> nothing. But, no. You would have had to actually written day one, yeah. day two, though. Adam, do you feel better now I that there will be somebody else I getting do. I do. I think it's sad punishment. that out of the four of us, half of us did not <laughs> fill, yeah. fill our... <laughs> divided right down the middle, as usual. As yeah. usual. And, and it got to a point where I was like, you know... I was like, I'm a little behind in this, but I could totally fabricate it and, you know, just fudge it. But I decided that the content of me getting wet was better than just than, oh, than straight up lying. Yeah. And classic. I keep my integrity, too. So. so what we've discovered in my quick scientific mind that if you pee in the pool, you have <laughs> trouble honoring your requirements. That's science. Yeah. yeah. 100% accurate in this situation. Who needs New Year's resolutions? <laughs> That's number one of the Paul Pierce handbook, not yeah, to uh, honor do, do your not resolutions. Follow, do not follow through. <laughs> That's it for New Year's resolution updates, guys. I hope you enjoy the rest of part two with Chet Roberts. And be on the lookout for those videos coming out on social media. Follow us at Common Pod. Let's roll. <laughs>saw a picture come across uh, on your Instagram account. Uh, I don't know. This may be last summer. You already mentioned the perm, okay? <laughs> yeah, he's digging deep. <laughs> you already mentioned he's the perm. He's on the attack. You were at a, uh, I believe, a Cincinnati Reds stadium. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, I see a jersey, and I look at it, and I think, man, that must be a new player. I don't, I don't have, you know, I don't have cable anymore. I don't have ESPN. This is a new up-and-coming player. I don't, I don't recognize this guy. <laughs> Can you tell me this uh, – name that was on the back of your jersey sure and can. where it came from <laughs> yeah um well we play a lot of stadiums and stuff like that and we i've got a over the years have accumulated a lot of jerseys and uh, if you're playing the stadium or you're playing halftime or something like that they're always like hey we want to give you guys a jersey what do you want on the back and sometimes they just they just put you know Whatever, whatever word you know. If you want Robert, I've had, I, all of mine have Roberts on the back, you know. And this one time, I was just like, I'm just gonna switch it up. I don't want to. <laughs> tired of having all these Roberts jerseys. Which sounds like a legitimate baseball player. It's like, what is this guy Roberts? Well, yeah. So yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but I've had this thing I've been saying for a long time, um, and I just and we say it on on uh, on tour and crew and everybody, and it's written all over. My gear and stuff. I had it on the back of my guitar at one point. It says, uh, but the word is Swamondu. And all it is. Can is, you spell that for us? Yeah. yeah. It's, Could you use it in a sentence? This is how I, <laughs> I can use it in a sentence. <laughs> and uh, 
I'll, I'll do that in a minute. Swim on do, you know. And uh, <laughs> see, I did it right there. Yeah, I like this. So swim on do is spell. I spell it. I guess you could spell it anyway, since I'm just creating a word here. But S W A M O N D O. Yeah. Swim on do, and I'm basically just shorten sentences. You know, taking. Um, yeah. syllables out of and and so what swim on do stands for is that is what wow. i am going to do so if you think about it it's nine syllables yeah. that i have reduced into just three you got your own little dialect going swim this is very do. yeah this is speaking to my heart this is some country would be talk very good in a tribe yes yeah swim on do i mean he already plays the indian flute so right. yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah he's forming his own language over here too yeah so, yes, yeah, one do that's my thing. I've been kind of, uh, I'm actually kind of been thinking about making it a brand of something. I mean, it could be anything. This sounds like a first tattoo to me. It Swim could be, uh, yeah, sure. Hashtag. Swim on do. So an interesting thing that I saw Three Doors Down do is that in you, you, you guys actually played President Trump's inauguration, right? Yes, we did. So I went back and wasn't I, a very popular decision. <laughs> <laughs> and we're not a political podcast. Yeah. This isn't where this is going. But um, I went back and YouTube because I was just kind of curious, you know, what it was like, what songs y'all played, and I found it such an interesting dynamic because you know when they're showing the video, usually when you see like a scene at like a rock show, you can see people just like you know bouncing up, having a good time, and they show President Trump and everybody, and they're like behind you know bulletproof bulletproof glass. And they're just kind of like intently staring, and in in the crowd, you know, you don't see anybody moving, but y'all are out front, you know, just rocking it out. So I was just kind of curious, what is that dynamic like when you're just you're rocking out the show, y'all y'all are just killing it, and you look out and nobody's really like bouncing out, doing anything. <laughs> President Trump's just staring at you. Well, I mean, what was that whole experience like? Some of the live uh, feed stuff we've done, we've played Good Morning America and stuff like that, and Fox and Friends, and gigs like that aren't your typical you know touring date kind of gig right. because well fox and friends has has an audience and they bring in a little studio but, but you've got all these other aspects involved cameras and just people there you know it's just a different different world it's a little different feeling you do feel a little um separated from a fan base you know or, mm-hmm. or an, an mm-hmm. audience you kind of feel separated a little bit but but that particular gig was just all the hype and everything leading up to it, the controversy, the, you know, you know, everybody kind of just, um, it, it was just, it was crazy, man. It was just surreal. So it how, was, it how was, does that happen exactly? It's like, there are people contact you, all those people. How does, how does something <clears> like that come about? Yeah. I mean, I, honestly, I, I don't know. I just get told <laughs> yeah, what, hey, like, we're going to hey, do this. We're going to play in front of the Lincoln Memorial. Be <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah. The, way I, uh, the way I understand it is, you know, they had several people lined up and people just kept, you know, yeah, they mm-hmm. would, they would say, Hey, we're going to do it. And then, uh, you know, a few, like a week or so later, they'd be like, they back out and they cancel on them. So, mm. um, we were just one of the acts that just didn't cancel, even yeah. though we were getting kitchen flag. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're getting some of it. You know, it, I always was, have that philosophy. I don't care who the president is. Like, if my my thing is golf, I don't care if it's the president I hated the most and would never vote for. If I get a call and say you want to play golf, with the pre- yes, I'm going to do it. I don't sure, care yeah. who it is. Yeah, 
That, that, that was all crazy to me, kind of just that whole... I mean, who would t- who wants to turn down doing something like that that's historic? I don't care how you, what your political views are. Who cares? You just... This is... It's going to happen. Yeah. The inauguration is going to happen, so why get all butthurt about it? Yeah. Well, we're we're in a different yeah, we, time we, frame yeah. these days, and, you know, it's not like back when we were kids when the president was the president. Yeah. It was like, you didn't care, you didn't know, right. you still respected the guy media outlets you know news and everything yep. still projected uh, uh some respect for the the office of the presidency no matter who was in there and those days are long gone yeah. man so did y'all meet president trump or anything at that time uh we didn't um we happened to be on another tier of of a stage so there was a whole nother scaffolding that connected you to that top stage so while we could see him down there we weren't actually like we were watching the 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 previous acts and stuff, um, you know, Lee Greenwood was there, and he he was playing on that stage down there. So what they were doing is they were staging uh, an act down here on this lower stage that was on the same level as the the bulletproof box of the president mm-hmm. everybody was in, and then we were on this upper stage, and that's how they were they're setting up one while mm-hmm. the other one somebody's jamming on the yeah, other right. stage, and they were able to get all the stuff on and off, and uh, so we had this big wall in front of us that from the camera's perspective looked like it was motorized and moving it was just you know a bunch of people on the back end of it just rolling it out of the way <laughs> mm-hmm. and um so it's not completely high tech it was just yeah yeah and it you know that's um yeah it was just nuts it was so surreal to be there and do yeah. that but um so you got a whole career outside of like you know on stage with three doors i mean you you work in the studio and i know you there's a lot of parts of that you've loved and you do a lot of different things there. So right. I guess a couple questions. I mean, you mentioned doing jingles. I mean, you've done ours. I don't know if you've done anything more exciting and better than that, yeah, but I, I mean, mean, just talk about some other few. projects. I mean, you've done stuff that people wouldn't expect. Right. Talk about some of those. Well, so I have done some of the jingles. Um, there's a company called Bond Arms out of Texas. Um, Gordon Bond, the band has, um, a benefit or a uh, foundation it's called the better life foundation uh that we do every year dollar in dollar out charity uh, it goes to whatever cause is needed you know from natural disasters to whatever and um gordon bond with bond arms is one of the guys that was that was one of the sponsors of that year and uh he he does these little firearms it's it's like a derringer style Hmm. patent pending kind of mechanism and everything it's one of those flip back i don't know if you've seen mine that i have but it's it's a it's really cool well-made firearm out of texas um he's got a great little company and i just got with him actually at the benefit i was i always uh auction off a day in the studio with chet so that's i was trying to think how can i give back to the to the better life foundation and i was like i'll throw my my time and experience in the studio up there and see who, you know, so people get to come in. And he was one of them, and he was like, you know, what can we do? I was like, you need a jingle, don't you? And he was like, yeah. So we <laughs> we wrote a jingle for his company, and it was just something different. You know, we hadn't really done it at the time, and uh, and we just approached it like, okay, it needs to say this. and he, Let's see what your sort of slogans are. Let's see what your – Let's look at some of your pistols. Let's see what they, you know, if we can work in some of the names of them and and you know the action on them or whatever. How can we how can we make this song work and be something he can use on the radio for you know? And it turned out great. He 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 loved it, and we got the point across, and it was a nice tight little 
little jingle for him and uh probably the craziest project i did recently was um just went out there a buddy of mine chris austin was he's another engineer uh front of house for government mule he called me up he's like hey man you want to do uh, the sound and audio and everything for a video game and i was like i guess i don't know i've never done this so it was an adventure doing that we were just flying by the seat of our pants we didn't know what to expect or whatever and it took us about two years we were working on this thing oh kidding yeah and um but we did all the theme songs i mean we had big huge epic sounding tracks like kind of game of thronish type stuff you know and we did all that and all the theme music all the little menu anything you think about playing a video game on your phone and you're going through all the little menu options and you're going to this screen you're going to that or whatever there's sounds all the time you know and there's different types of sounds and there's little you hit click a little button there's like a little boink or whatever right all that has to be generated (laughs) by somebody so that's basically what we did we were found ourselves in the studio doing foley work you know which is you're just finding something to like make some you know make you using (laughs) items to like you know you need something to make a sound you have to figure out how to make um make it with actual objects in the room And, and it was pretty that was cool that was fun because it was just opened up a whole nother world of being creative and yeah. trying to figure out how do we make this sound work? Like, how is this supposed to sound? I remember we had a one of your characters gets killed or whatever and dies. You know, they it slumps down and they wanted this sound of like gear and leather or something kind of going down to the knee, going down on one knee or whatever. And we were like, you can't what, what find you can't find that in like a in a <laughs> in a library of sounds anywhere. You have to kind of get creative and make it and i was sitting there like how do we do that? and i had this leather jacket on where are we gonna find something leathery and jangly with, with you know because they were the coders are trying to describe what they want and we're like i don't know i was like i got this jacket so i was found myself in front of the microphone just <laughs> crumbling just, your leather jacket yeah just kind of fluffing my jacket in front of the <laughs> microphone <laughs> and after you know several tries and you you capture a bunch of stuff and then you get in there and you listen to it and you maybe you layer a couple of them and then we finally got the sound and it's like that's it had just (laughs) enough for the buckle and the jingle and it's just it's crazy so that's Adam, are you listening to this? We expect sound effects. I, I'm like, just so glad he didn't wear it. like his down puffer jacket <laughs> yeah. that day, you know, or a thick sweatshirt. Well, uh, I gotta admit, a Dior scarf has yeah. a really nice <laughs> supple sound to it. If you need it? I'll rent it out to you. We need, we're looking for a sound of silk sheets being pulled off a bed. You couldn't pry that off his neck. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. So y'all believe my theory? I think. Oh yeah. So what's your favorite thing? I mean, studio wise or production wise? I mean. What do you love doing? What are you most passionate about? Just making songs. Like, I really love making a really good, just a good song in, in every aspect of it being what, it's, what it should be. And I'm, I'm, in all actuality, as and a you, producer. And you're talking about this from the producer role. From the producer You're trying to make role. someone else's song that you're, you're collaborating with Not just them. somebody else's. It could be my song, too. Yeah. Um, just being, being in control of the the final product of a song like that's the right sounds for this you know that's the right guitar tone that's the right that's the right lyric that's the right amount of time to turn it around the arrangement the uh, the dynamics in it the little tiny effects the little things that go unnoticed that 
that that uh, you don't notice but they make the song you know stuff like that that's really my passion is just putting tracks together in a in a way that's you know in a cohesive way where you hear the song you're like and that's the song that's that's the ultimate to me and and then playing it for especially if it's somebody else's song you just make their day you send them that that final mix yeah. and they're like dude this is awesome you nailed it yeah yeah like i love this and you're like yes it, it's a satisfying feeling to just to know you you did everything possible to, and it's at its peak it's you know satisfies the ocd in me you know everything yeah. in its place and it's very you know that's that's the best so one more studio question i've always been curious about is you uh you've, i'm sure you've worked with tons of great artists people you've loved working with but is there one person that you who's the best person that you've recorded that we don't know about hmm Oh, I love stumping him. Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, it feels really good. It's kind of tough. Yeah. I mean, right off the top of my head, I'd, I'd have to say Greg, our drummer. I've worked with him a lot. And, um, you know, outside of Three Doors Down, I've worked with him in the studio. And, and he's just he's just a solid player, you know. Um, just easy to work with him. And, and uh, he's such a good dude. And he's he's got such a long, you know, list of credentials it's it's ridiculous you know and he's you know guys played with chris cornell and plays he's played with heart and he's played with uh with puddle of mud and yeah. 11 all these bands that are like i'm just kind of like i can't believe i get to record with greg and not only that but we're we're tour buddies you know we, we we're the he brings his golf bag i bring yeah. mine we're always on the course so. <laughs> yeah that's pretty awesome um that's you know It'd probably be the maybe maybe people don't know that that outside of the three doors where we do a lot of work together in the studios but um and he's usually the guy um on drums and stuff on any of my side any projects and stuff that i would do and he's the guy i'm going to get because i know he's going to deliver really easily and and exactly what it needs to do and it's going to sound great it's being you know because he's a professional that's what always interests me about musicians is you talk to and we talked to Travis about this mm-hmm. too, and it's always interesting to hear. Like I hear music and I'm like, man, that's really good. I mean, the music's good. And then you hear like, well, this this guy's really talented. Yeah. Like, well, this guy can play the song, but you know, he got into that some with like Metallica, like with Lars and all these. Oh, he's not oh, that yeah. good a drummer, stuff like that. <laughs> I'm always fascinated by the, hearing he, that. He's 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 got it out for Lars. He, yeah, he, he does. was talking about Lars, Lars today. <laughs> this morning he was grabbing about Lars. Yeah, he's got. I struck a chord with him on that. But I'm always fascinated about because you know, an untrained ear. I'm just listening. Like all oh, these guys are all great. They're probably all spectacular. But it's like, well, no, there's levels of talent, just like anything. Yeah, and and um, you know, f- from my perspective, being in the studio, knowing what it what you got to do is, there is a definite. There is a threshold. You can play, and that's you know you can go see a live band, and and they might sound they might sound fine, but you put that same musician in a in a studio setting where, you know, the scrutiny of that's on your parts yeah. in the studio is just I mean you're just magnified in on how what you're playing and everything. It's another level, and that's why there are live musicians and there's such a thing as just studio, studio musicians people, yeah. and there's people you know there's there's bands out there where they they have musicians in them that are just they just play the live show and yeah 
they don't even bother getting them in for the that's for the recording the because that's as a producer they come in and those not so talented and you're listening you're like oh boy it's gonna be a long day today oh you can tell yeah. right away you're like and then you have to weigh your options you have to go am, am i do i spend time working with the with this particular musician do i try to and i try to I try to give as much information as far as and without without like crushing egos or anything like that because <laughs> you don't want you have to be being a producer is a, you know it's part producing and there's a lot of psychology involved right right because you you want to <clears throat> let people know what they need to change and what how they can improve without crushing their spirit and right them feeling you know or getting mad or whatever so you got to be able to pull out of them what you can and sometimes it's just better to go that was great and then Move on. replace it later, you know, if you have to, <laughs> or work with them a little bit, get what you can, try to get a better take, let them know how they can make it better, and then uh, try to fix it with the power of technology yeah. these days. Which I would need a lot of fixing. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're going to totally shift gears on you here. Okay. And, uh, I mean... Because that's what we do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're we're... Four Christian guys. You're a Christian, and I mean, we're all about uh, we're on our journey trying to be closer to Christ. Some days we're closer than others, yeah. but we're all kind of on that journey together. <clears throat> I know you you can relate to that. Absolutely. So we just wanted to dig into like the spiritual side of you, and just uh, I guess I'll just start it off easy. Is like, what's your history like? I mean, growing up, like, what was your relationship with the Lord like? Um, well, went to church as a as a kid and. Every Sunday we were we would go to church and grew up around it. I knew, you know, all those biblical stories and knew all the all this the parables and and all that stuff. And I knew that it was God and uh, Jesus. They were that that meant that was something good. You know, my parents were going, and it was something that I thought was you know what I needed to pursue. And I ended up uh, I ended up getting baptized when I was pretty young, and I. And in retrospect, I ended up getting baptized again later, and I think I I did that because that first time was because I I was trying to kind of satisfy the, you know, you want to do good, you want to be a good person, and you want to make people proud of you, and so kind of felt like that next step, like, well, I've been going to Sunday school and church, yeah, and now I'm yeah. old enough, I think I should be baptized. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't. I I didn't do it in in um, you know, it was genuine what it was, but it wasn't that aha moment that it was the second time when I was an adult and I you know I knew more about what what that salvation meant yeah. and what that the weight of yeah it. and what that was representing what baptism was actually representing and and uh it was a completely different experience you know it was the night and day even though the first time was it was good and I got a lot of I was accepting Jesus but I, I didn't really f- grasp the full weight of it until I did it as an adult, and that's why I think I needed to the second time. You know, so uh, obviously I know you. I know like some things that have gone on in your life, maybe more than the other guys around the table or, or some of the listeners. I mean, just talk about how your relationship with the Lord has changed. I know, you know over the last year, two years, three years, whatever direction you want to go. Yeah. Like, how was how was it? What has He done in your life that has maybe opened your eyes? He's obviously given me a lot of uh, amazing experiences, uh, opportunities that not a whole lot of people, you know, very few people get to do. I was very involved in the church before kind of getting out on the road and, and doing all that stuff. You know, I was very, went to church, went to uh, every Sunday and was really kind of, you know, God was part of my weekly, you know, 
thing, you know, it was or daily thing actually, you know, and we were small grouping it and doing all that stuff. And, and then bam, outside of home life and church life and all that stuff, all this is kind of going on. And that next thing I know, I'm on this, this journey around the world, kind of being this, this rock thing, you know, this, I think I got caught up in that. Obviously it was just, you know, I'm going, I still loved God. I still prayed to him, you know, um, but I found myself kind of, kind of going, whoa, this whole rock star thing is just amazing, and you know, it feels so good to be. You kind of riding that wave, this that earthly wave of. Hey, look what I'm doing. Of I'm all, doing yeah, great. all the experiences yeah. and all the um, feelings that you that come with that, and um, you know, it's easy to kind of forget about God when you feel like you're on top of the world like yeah. that, you know. And so, you know, throughout the years, things are just, just kind of cooled off in the church area. You know, our our church we've been going to kind of split up and um, everybody kind of went different directions. And so that sort of unity of close-knit church feeling and kind of dissipated. And heck, I'm on the road and we got kids. Life just got hectic. And next thing I know, I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm not happy anymore. And like, got all this going for me and everybody thinks you know this must be amazing to be you you know and like inside i'm just i'm i'm empty you know i got nothing and i'm just and um you know it all kind of culminated this past year and i just kind of in the in a dark dark place man and that's and we're talking about that fame thing earlier and how much it kind of takes out of you and like when you're you're not in a good spot and and you still got to go out and do your job and you still have to be that life of the party kind of guy whatever and that is a that is a lonely feeling yeah it is dark and you're just like you literally feel like you're at you know everybody's having a good time but you and you're the reason everybody's having a good time yeah it's so it's just this really messed up thing right. and it's very hard to wrap your mind around and you're like everybody's having a blast because i'm here how 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 come i feel like this so that's kind of where i was i was just empty and i was spent and i you know wallowed in the world and you know wasn't getting rejuvenated wasn't getting that refill you know at church or anything i wasn't reconnecting with god it wasn't allowing him to kind of even though i always had a relationship with him and I'd find myself, you know, on the road at times talking, talking with people and having kind of a deep, dark conversation with somebody about, you know, and you could tell they were, you know, a friend or somebody on the road and they're having a tough time. And, you know, God was still using me at those points, He, you know, because out of the blue, I hadn't prayed in months. And here I am going, hey, man, let me pray for you, you know. And those were kind of the only moments I would be praying was when it was for other people, right. you know, and I was... So I still had that connection with him, and but I wasn't full on, full throttle in Christ in my life, you know. And you so, weren't. It sounds like you weren't probably using that relationship to your benefit. Like you said, the only time you found any kind of connection was like, well, let me pray for you. Let me. Yeah, there was exactly. no self fulfillment with exactly. your relationship. Exactly. I, I, you know, I was kind of on like, I don't need anything. I'm good. You yeah. Know, or, or I'm busy in the wicked world. You know, right. like there's doing things I shouldn't be doing. Like you know drinking too much or or smoking and and and, you know there's plenty of drugs in in the music world man there's you're just 
doing things that you shouldn't be doing and and then after a while you think those things are cool and everything's great and then it all catches up with you at some point and you realize okay and I had my my prodigal son moment last year and and I was just like I need something you know something needs to change and I needed a refill and felt like my life was falling apart and um, me and my wife both went to this uh, so retreat Christian uh, retreat uh, called Trace Diaz and it's three days uh, there's a men's weekend and then there's followed up by women's weekend and I went to that and it was man it was awesome and it just put me right back on track with with God it was exactly what I needed it was like you know running a marathon and then getting you know finally getting to rest and drink some water and rejuvenate and and it was just a three days of wallowing in the holy spirit literally and it was it was awesome it was amazing and it put the fire back under me for christ and at this point i know that i can't can't veer away like i did in the past you know and he has to be an integral part of my daily life from here on out and uh so you know i'm far 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 from perfect and i'm still working on, on all that stuff in that aspect but it's definitely changed my outlook and made me um you know make some changes and yeah for the better as men i think we can all attest as christians if if we're saying something similar to that hasn't happened to us we're probably being disingenuous i mean honestly your your experience is different with what your life where yeah. the path your life took you down but i mean I, i'll probably talk to ryan about this some and you know, we have these conversations about, you know, I kind of experienced a lot of that when I went to college. Granted, I, you know, like I said, my experiences were totally different, but it was like I never, like, turned my back completely to God, and I think that's what you're getting at. Yeah. Like, it was always like I had a relationship with God, but it yeah. kept, you know, I, I was veering off the path of, you know, whatever you want to say, use the big terms righteousness or whatever. But, you know, what was amazing that when you get to the other side of it, you realize no matter how far you wanted to veer – God was veering with you the whole time. Sure, yeah. It was like, you know, I was always an arm's length, length away. And kind of when you, you make that turn back to where you need to be in life, it's kind of fun to look back at that person and say, you know, it's not like we turn into atheists or anything. Like, I'm not down with God. It's just your relationship. Yeah. You just, he wasn't first. Right. That's it. And yeah. Everything else was first. The, you know, partying or, or you know, being just, yeah. you know, being selfish, right. uh, putting everything else, worldly things, possessions, things like that, ahead of him. Right. Um, that that's a better term. It's not like we veered away. He's still there. We just had him on the back burner. Yeah. And um, it's kind of like you yeah. said. You touched on it's like, hey, you, you kind of turn around, to God, and say, I'm doing good, man. I got this. Just you know, let me do yeah, my I don't, thing. I don't yeah. need you right yeah, now. Yeah. Exactly. Let yeah. me let me enjoy all the. You yeah. Know, let yeah. me enjoy my success. I've set up for Perks. myself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, sometimes that happens. It's not like that happens overnight. You like slowly fade into yeah. that yeah. place. Yeah, it I is. Mean, this very morning, I mean, we started a new Bible study this morning, 40 Days in the Word, and it hit me like a ton of bricks that I did this Bible study. I'd forgotten about it like almost nine years ago, a little bit over nine years ago, I think. And I remember where I was when I started that Bible study. This morning, I was in a class. I happened to be leading this week. And I think back to nine years ago, I didn't want to be there. Yeah. I was so far away from like the Lord. I was there because I went to church with my wife. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, it just really hit me this morning just to think, you know, we're all on a journey and we all just have those mountaintops, those lows, 
but nobody else ever knows. No. From the, from the outside. Yeah. Anybody that would know me would say, he's been the same Ryan for you, 20 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You were battling a scarf addiction back then. <laughs> <laughs> back in those days. I've never felt more free than I do today. <laughs> Got to get out of here and get a scarf around my neck. But, you know, that's what's great about your relationship with, with Christ is, for me, uh, same story, you know, came up in the church and was involved in the church, and then you kind of get that stage of life where you put God second. It's fun to look back on that and say, you know, where you sit now, it's like, boy, that that journey is wild and through a bunch of thorns and all that, but you come out the other side and, you know, honestly, I would change nothing. Yeah. Because I don't think my relationship would be and, – and I'm a work in progress. There's days where I'm like, you know, God blew that one today. My bad. You know, let's, let's try to get a good start tomorrow. But the truth is that winding road kind of makes you appreciate where you stand. It's kind of like – you know, we listen to your story and listen to you talk. It's been awesome because, you know, the music side of you is if you could have told Chet that was down in that bottom of that basement selling out that show, you'd be where you're at in your career now. You'd be like, eh, you sure about that? Yeah. And it's sort of the same thing with your relationship with God. Like, if you could tell 12-year-old Kyle that was getting baptized, like, well, this is going to be the path you go to get to your 38 years old where you've got two kids and a wife and – you know, I'd be like, uh, no, nah, it won't be that wide. It won't be that much trouble. I'll, I'll stay on the path. And the yeah. truth is, that's just not the case. Yeah. Still, life happens, and we live in a busted world, and yeah, that's just and, the truth. And the way I kind of um, – the idea I kind of came around to about it and my my sort of uh, coming back around to God and, and to Christ and stuff was it was God's plan in the, in the first place for me to kind of veer off and stray off and go through these sort of tough times and go through these things. Um, and then come back and be able to, because, you know, you, you, you go through these hard times, you struggle and stuff. And like when I went to that Trace Diaz thing, there's, there's stories of other people that did the same thing. Yeah. That's what got me back on track with God. It was hearing these stories of being that far off and Hey, look at me. I, you know, I turned back, I turned back towards God and now I'm I'm not that I'm not this person anymore. You know that's how I look at it now. It's like this was part of it. That's why you're saying you didn't have any regrets, and and um, you don't when you look at it that way. You're like God did this for per- this was yeah. his his. He's going to use that for his glory. Yeah, he's, yeah it's it's for his glory that I went through that stuff. And there's no way, who knows? He's he's prepping me to to be there for that one person or something later on that needs me to be able to relate to them um in the same way or whatever and i'll you know he'll he'll give me he'll provide me with the right things to say at that moment and i'll have the experiences to kind of connect with that person and bring them back to god just like i i was brought back so when you give that purpose to it like that it it's a lot easier to go okay yeah i went through some crappy times but that's how that's what god does he's just turns that around turns all that dark stuff around into good stuff so and the truth is something you just said struck a chord with me that I hope this coming through on this podcast, if anybody's listening that's struggling with that, you talked about how the darkness gets to be such a lonely place, and you think, man, I'm the only place, I'm the only person that's in this darkness right now. When the yeah. reality is, what you just said right then was, we've all had our darkness. It, yeah. Like, literally, as you're going through darkness, there's somebody close to you or you know that's going through the same thing. So mm-hmm. there's another side to it. If you place your faith in the right places, and once you get to that other side, you see, you know, you see the light. Mm-hmm. We have to be, you, we have to be that light for those people in the darkness. Yeah. And I think that's a big part of what probably your journey, my journey, whoever's journey. That's the point is, is to try to be lightness because there is a lot of dark in the world. Yeah, 
And when you're in that dark spot, you know, it's the it's the devil, it's Satan that wants you to feel like you're all alone, wants you to feel shame for being in this position. You know, when I was going into church, anytime I'd be like, I know I need to get back into church, but I'm thinking, man, I don't, I'm unworthy to go back to church at this point. Now that I'm in the depths, I hadn't been going to church in all these years. And now I want to come crawling back and asking God to swoop in and help me now. It's like, I can't do that. And, you know, that's exactly what Satan wants you to feel, wants you to think, he wants to keep you on this side and the, on the dark side and doesn't want you to get back over there and get a taste of God's glory and that Holy Spirit because that's what's, that's what's going to ultimately release you from all that stuff. So. Yeah. Uh, you know, those those moments, Chet, like you had, like we've all had with the Lord, those what I would call like the great moments where you feel like so close to Him. Yeah. You're lit on fire. Like, yeah. yeah. Like to me, those are like beacons because like, you just fall away. I mean, even daily. I mean, I'm sure within weeks of like a moment like that, days, you're all, you find yourself sliding back, you know, mm. for a moment. And it's like once you've experienced the Lord like that, you always have something to go back to, you know, something sure. to hope for. Absolutely. And, and that tomorrow may not be, you may not get back to that level. But you know, you got you a taste can. of it. You got a taste, yeah. and it oh, tastes yeah. great. Oh, it's it's amazing, man. You you know that weekend I went to um, to my Trace this weekend. It was you're in such a concentrated focus of prayer, and the Holy Spirit is being prayed about. Being it's being channeled into into this particular weekend for these candidates that are coming in. And, you know, there's people that need need God need a need to have some things realigned in their lives and stuff. It really opened my eyes like, yeah, you, you see the power of prayer. You see the power of connecting your mind with God and consciously thinking, God, we need you here right now. And it was like swimming in the spirit. It's like going to church. You're like, you're dipping your toe in the lake. This yeah. is like, this was just like swimming. And, and maybe I'm a little biased coming from such the place I was at going into a setting like that being so low and being so in such a dark place to go and into that kind of a setting seemed more spectacular to me or something but it's still it it proved to me that that prayer and truly channeling christ like the bible tells us to do you know actually letting people see christ yeah. through you yeah is really what amazed me about that that those three days was just the amount of guys there that were doing that and they you know they're like hey we're here to serve you um and we're here to treat you like christ would you're welcome whatever it is lay it on us i mean open yeah just like they're paying it forward absolutely and that's what that's that's where you get the chance like after you've gone through it you get the chance to go back and and what i've heard is it's you're gonna get something every time and there's people that have served year after year after yeah. year after year and um so you're gonna get that feeling of the spirit from the other side of it as well you just continues to feed you you're, you're not on the receiving end you're on the giving end which could be even more rewarding probably absolutely. will be absolutely and that's that's what it's saying is like it's not just for the candidates that come in there there's not this feeling of like oh we're the perfect christians at this point and you're the one that we're gonna be focusing on and yeah, that's not the case. Everybody that's there is humbling themselves and just asking God to work through them. Yeah, be the the physical uh, embodiment of of Christ and what He would do. So they're just here as a tool and an instrument yeah. in this world. So yeah, in the physical world. So man, isn't it crazy? You've had that experience. I've had an experience like that in my life where you literally are just 
filled with the Holy Spirit where you just feel like just oh. set on literally set on fire oh, yeah. for God. And I always think, man, I'm like, I always think those experiences here on earth are like a tiny glimpse of what, sure. what eternity's like with Christ. Oh, I'm almost man. like, man, like I hope, you know, I hope to live a good life and make it in my 80s and I'm playing golf when I'm 80. But, man, there's so, on the other side of this, if you don't you're think right. You not about any of that stuff. No, man. it's just such a ego, gosh, all your worries, all your ego, yeah. all your worries about like, oh, I'm overweight, I'm, yeah. I've done bad things, I'm uh, any uh, remorse or any regret or hatred or anger or frustration or anxiety, all of that is gone. just gone. Yeah. And it's nothing but absolute contentment and happiness and, and just a feeling of being loved and safe and yep. um, like a little, I mean, you're, I mean... That's the closest I've ever been to God, I'll yeah. tell you that much. And I was just felt my soul at his feet, bowing yeah. in reverence and just like being just washed over with the with that love and that spirit. It was it was amazing. Yeah. It was. Now I've you know, you come out of that and, and you have to go back into the real world, man. <laughs> yeah. And that's yeah. that's tough. And it's yeah. been it's been difficult and I've you know, I've cooled off on it some since then, you know, it's just impossible to live in this physical world yep. and feel like that all the time. There's just, there's no way you can do it. You know, yep. that's, it was just like a, Hey, this is what you're fighting for. Yeah. This is what you got to do. A remind. This is a solid reminder yeah. of what the battle's all about. This is what you, this is what you need to do. This is your purpose. Yeah. This is, why aren't you using your, the talents and, and the, the platform that I've given you to spread this word and let this be known and stuff so but you got to go back into the real world now and you're and once you come out of that other side of that after after walking with god like for three days like that it's man satan comes after you hard yeah and he has yeah i've I've been just in back in the trenches you know but with a different set of tools right now you know so it's kind of like moses in the desert like god literally talks to you in a burning bush and like all right go get it for 40 years that's kind of what our life's like. You get those little moments sure. of glimpses, and you're like, man, if I could just live in that all the time. When the reality is we can't, and I don't think necessarily we're supposed to while we're on earth. I think that's part of the struggle is is maintaining a relationship and, and battling. And, and quite honestly, to me, you've had that moment of walking with God for three days, and God's intention the whole time was to send you back into the world. Absolutely. Like, yeah. I, you know, I'm here's what I'm doing. I'm, re- I'm giving you a hard reset. Now I need you to go back into the into the grind and and be my weapon. Yeah, I mean it was literally like I don't I don't want to go. Yeah, I'm fine here, you know. And it's like you can't do that. I've got you got to get back out, there. and I've got children that I need to bring towards Christ. Yep. I need to get your stuff together, Chet, and get get your kids in church and start teaching them about God. And you know, not that I hadn't, I just hadn't been in the. We weren't in church. We weren't doing it on a, a weekly thing and it was you know we weren't going to church every sunday and the kids weren't getting that kind of information because they don't go to uh, you know private school or anything so or a christian school they go to public school so they're not getting it there they need to have it and it was just like get you know go back out there finish out what you got to do life is tough it's you know nothing is guaranteed and you're you're not gonna be this happy until you're with me in heaven you know it's yeah. like that's just it's part of it and you yeah. have to just man up and you're like okay time to be man of god that yeah. he wants me to be yeah. i can do this because i know what's waiting that's, yeah that's that was kind of the man i came out of there like man on fire yeah and i was just 
Woo, man, yeah. nothing could bring me down, man. People cut me off on the street. And I'm like, <laughs> hey, that's okay, bro. Yeah. You go yeah. right on ahead. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, the week before, I'd be like, you son of a <laughs> You know, honking my horn, run, running up on them. And, and that's it. Yeah. It's yeah. just, it's, you know, that's what we're doing is we're trudging through life in the week and we're, we're, we're having to exist in this physical world. And then we're coming back to church on, you know, on Sunday. Recharge the batteries. Recharge the batteries, yeah. reconnect with God. And then another thing that they really stress out there is is fellowship and brotherhood in in supporting each other in in our Christian spiritual journeys and stuff and carry each other's burdens. Yeah, being able to confess, you know, hey, I slipped up. I'm I'm still not doing right, and that person can carry that burden with you. And that was like a, a big, huge part of it. Was like you're not alone. Let me help you. Yeah, stop acting like a man and trying to do it all yourself. Exactly, yeah. and that's you know. And I think that's why, like, they kind of set it up where it's the the guys go the first weekend, the women go the second weekend, because they figure they're gonna the guys are gonna be the toughest to get to yeah. go into this program, you know, into this weekend. Yeah, it can be tough as a guy to go. Yeah, uh, I got to release some control to yeah. God. Yeah. you know. Well, Chet, man, we can't thank you enough. It's been fun yeah. just talking to you, not only about your music stuff, but I mean, guys need to talk more about spiritual stuff. Absolutely, like it's like we just don't do it enough. And no. I know for you, you mentioned gifts, and it's like, I look at you, and I see, we, we never see our own gifts. No. Like God gives yeah. us things that we just can't <laughs> see, but it's like, you are so clearly talented, not just musically, like on those things, but like the way you connect with people. I don't know if you know, like just coming in here, I mean, the way you connect with us, and the people, guys that you don't know, and the way you wrestle with the kids at a family thing yeah. and then you're talking to granny over in the corner and then joe schmo worker walks up and knocks on the door he's just like you have an ability to connect that very few people i've ever met have and that is your gift yeah if, if i'm telling you and so i appreciate that we're, we're going to be praying for you you'll be praying for us i yeah. just wanted to leave you and all of us here and anybody listening with a verse and while you're doing that i was going to say this not coming from your brother-in-law but my wife your sister came to y'all one of y'all's benefit things i think over in cherokee oh yeah and she she got to go that and and at the time she never met you or anything and she told me she's like what amazed me she said i'm not saying this because Catherine's one of my closest friends she's like and not just with her but like she could tell like in the interminglings with everybody she's like chet connects so well with people like he's out there talking to people engaged with people he's like literally talking to you not just doing the oh hi okay yeah not here's a pic you know he's like he, he was making a point to connect with people so coming from somebody that's not you know from the outside in my wife was very impressed and and came away a huge fan of yours because of your ability to connect with people so that's, well, i appreciate uh, that yeah i'll leave us with this first peter 4 10 and 11 each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do it so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. It's powerful. Jet, you're the man. Thanks, dude. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Yeah. Thank you. That's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. The denominators are Ryan Smith, Kyle Binkley, Lance Jones, and me, Adam Ray. Thanks to Chet Roberts for providing our music. 
If you like what you heard, please hit that subscribe button and tell a friend. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at CommonPod. That's C-O-M-M-E-N-P-O-D. And if you have a question or a comment for our group, or you'd like to submit an idea for a future podcast, please email us at commondenominators at gmail.com. That's C-O-M-M-E-N denominators at gmail.com. Thank you again for listening.